2: celebrity gossip enthusiasts. I'm Us Weekly's entertainment director, Travis Croden, and you're listening to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. This show where we break down all rumors from fact, talk about all of the hot messes, the hotness, the hot hookups, divorce, babies, you know, just everything you need to know at your next cocktail party to sound like you cracked a book this week. Well, I couldn't do this by myself. I have my two. I identify them as ginger ladies in my corner. A purveyor of beauty and style, Miss Gwen Flamberg. Oh, hello. I'm so
1: happy to be here with you guys.
2: (laughs) So happy to be here with you. And if you need to split a carafe of mimosas, this is the girl to call. Formerly baby girl, now baby woman, Sarah Heron.
0: Wow, my favorite intro yet. There's never <laughs> been anything more accurate said on this program.
2: <laughs> you are the one to call. Well, guys, we have so much weird news today. We are again becoming doctors and lawyers out of our realm, trying to break down some of the legal and medical news of the week. But before you hear us butcher what people spent years in school for let's go to something we know and talk about our woes of the week these are the stories that just made our stood out to our hosts and we're just like whoa what what is going on here this is weird even for holly weird baby girl what made you go
0: whoa this week Well, I'm actually going to bring in some legal news and butcher it probably pretty early. But before I do, I want to give a quick shout out to our girl, Maxwell Drew Johnson, Jessica Simpson's oldest daughter, who has been the woe before for her friendships with Northwest and Penelope Disick. Well, guess what, you guys? She's also BFFs with Selena Gomez's sister, Gracie, technically Selena's half-sister, her mom, Mandy Teefe's daughter, with her husband. And um, Jessica, who just loves to name drop, apparently, on Instagram (laughs) Live these days, revealed that Selena babysat at Maxwell and her sister, Gracie, and brought them to an Olivia Rodrigo concert. Like talk about living the dream Maxie drew.
2: It is. I also do love how Jessica Simpson is like loves to brag about how her daughter is friends with famous people. She's
0: turning Maxwell into a clout chaser, but like it's not her fault. She's only 10. Like her mom is doing this on her behalf or nine or something.
2: Yeah. Maxwell got all the clout by herself. All the celebrities seem to love Maxwell. Can't wait to see what that girl does.
0: I mean, literally, like I think she's going to be a star. Anyway, that's just a quick shout out. My real woe is this love is blind lawsuit that's breaking right now. A season two cast member who his name is Jeremy Hartwell. He wasn't really a factor on season two. I don't know if you yeah. guys remember, but the first I had to Google episodes, image him. Yeah, same. I and didn't didn't ring a bell. But the first couple episodes of Love is Blind when they're on the pods, there's like 30 contestants. You get a glimpse at everyone. But really, obviously, the ones that form relationships go on to star on the show. That being said, Jeremy hired a team of lawyers and they filed a lawsuit against Netflix and the production company against Love is Blind. And this is a quote from the lawyer saying, quote, they intentionally underpaid the cast members, deprived them of food, water and sleep piled them with booze and cut off their access to personal contacts and most of the outside world. This made cast members hungry for social connect- connections and altered their emotions and decision-making. The contracts required contestants to agree that if they left the show before filming was done, they would be penalized by re- being required to pay $50,000 in liquidated damages, with that being 50 times what some of the cast members would earn during the entire time they work- worked. This certainly had the potential to instill fear in the cast and enable production to further invert control. Okay. So like, I mean, that's basically what reality TV is. Of course. Thank you. Crazy. This happens so like, on every reality cast. Yes, it really does. Um, so I don't know if it's going to be very successful, but if, if something like this ever made a mark, it would affect so much reality TV. Cause that's pretty much the formula. You pluck people out of their normal comfort zone. You make yeah. them sign something that they can be edited anyway. You they give have them
2: slight mental health issues.
0: Exactly. Yes, you give them alcohol and granted, maybe they should have had more water and sleep. I'm not sure about that part. Um, But also interesting that Love is Blind allegedly pays $1,000 a week um, and makes you work up to 20 hours a day, which would be less than minimum wage, which is maybe the only actual point they have in this. But also if you go on to be famous, you make millions. So just do better on the show, I think.
2: (laughs) I mean, it's, I mean, Gwen, you've been through, we know a lot of reality stars who have been through this thing. And am I just like an old cynic saying that this is how reality goes and they are paid a thousand dollars a week. They are plied with booze. You know, as long as their like mental health medications aren't taken away for them for drama, I'm sort of okay with it.
1: (sighs) Absolutely. That's it. (laughs) It is what it is, guys. This is a, you know. It's how they make
2: TV. I mean, it really is. I mean, maybe in the future. But Sarah, I think that's interesting that if this lawsuit goes through with anything, a lot of things are about to change.
0: Yeah, 100%. But I, I mean, I think that's just like how you make reality television. But good luck, dude. It
2: really is. It's the secret success. I mean, my friend was on the challenge and they would like withhold food from them and air conditioning until they <laughs> fought. And then after a huge fight, their fridge would be full and the AC would be back on. They were literally starving them and like making them hot and agitated. Allegedly. It's like, <laughs> a- a- lo- allegedly, It's how the Hunger Modern Games works. Modern
1: gladiators, you know. Yeah,
2: it really is. <laughs> Gwen, what story made you go, whoa, this week?
1: Well, guys, Pete Davidson has a new tattoo. Did you see it? I didn't. It's on, it's on his collarbone and it is I saw it. Jasmine and Aladdin, but it is dedicated to his first kiss that he had with Kim Kardashian because when she was on Saturday Night Live, they were in an Aladdin and Jasmine skit. Now, I think it's a very cute idea for a tattoo, but like why no forever anybody like it is just not a good idea when a celebrity tattoos his new love interests
0: on his body i think this is at least tattoo number four maybe even more four that we know about of kim related tattoos on pete davidson's body
1: yep he's gonna need a lot
0: of body art to cover that up when it all goes kerplunk
2: I, it's also such like a high Profile part of his body Like the upper collarbone and when you're Working with such great content like Jasmine and Aladdin Like why not do a magic rug Why not <laughs> you know there's so many A, a, a lamp, lamp if you will A lamp like there's so many good things And he just like did it in regular script Jasmine and Aladdin I mean just that That's my problem here it's a total mess
1: I will say though that he's Getting hotter he's getting hotter guys. I think so too Kim is did doing it
2: the JLo to Ben Affleck ratio is definitely yes. the Kim to Pete Davidson style. He's looking more alive and happy and just alive. healthy and washed. True. Well, the story that made me go, whoa, this week is let's take it to Broadway. And I I just don't even know where to start with this story. It's about a funny girl and her name was Barbara Streisand, but they rebooted it. And now it is Beanie Feldstein who <laughs> took the role. We all on this podcast. And I think, you know, across the I want to say across the world, we're shocked that Leah Michelle wasn't cast in it. But we weren't because after the show was announced, all of the bad things that Leah Michelle did on Glee came out that she, you know, racism, bullying, you say it. Just everybody hated Leah Michelle was sort of the thesis statement of this. So they gave the role to Beanie Feldstein, who an amazing actor, sister of Jonah Hill, little known fact. Um, But the reviews said that she couldn't really sing and she just didn't nail it. And they said, you know, this is not what we go to musical Broadway for. She's an amazing actor, but the voice wasn't really there. So the critics all panned. So she was fired before her show run was up. It was supposed to be going all the way to September. Now she is only going to July 31st, which is sort of a really big cut off. And it was sort of like she was fired and then she quit on social media and the behind the scenes. They don't really know what's going on. But as of all the horrible things that Leah Michelle has done, I still am glad that she got the funny girl role because I just know that she wants it more than anyone in this world. It is the role she was dreamed to play. And that just made me go, well,
0: I just love all the tweets. It's like we are living in a glaze simulation. So, like everybody, get ready because we know this doesn't end well. Because obviously, Rachel Berry, like literally, who I believe is now Leah Michelle. The more that we learned about yeah. Leah Michelle, her and her character in really? person, and we know that Rachel Berry wanted, you know, to be to be Barbara. Fanny more than anything, and Barbara, and don't rain on my parade, and wild. Mm-hmm.
2: And wild. Jane Lynch is currently in the show with Beanie, but she, she is she's leaving. She's heading out.
0: She goes. I don't need to be on set <laughs> with Leah Michelle anymore
2: that it is very much what it looks like and it's just like fun, not just gossipy Broadway gossip drama. Yeah, totally. Well let us get into some of the stories that, you know, also made us go well, but we can break down a little bit more greater detail. Um, Let's start off by talking about Britney Spears. Her beautiful day was almost ruined by her ex-husband, Jason Alexander. In the hours leading up to her wedding, uh, Alexander bypassed security and broke into her house while live streaming himself on Instagram, in case you forgot. According to one of Britney Spears' bodyguards, Alexander tried, quote, multiple times to open Britney Spears' locked bedroom door on the second floor of the mansion, but was unsuccessful. Uh, Uh, jason alexander has officially entered a not guilty plea after trying to crash her wedding us weekly can confirm he entered a plea of not guilty on all counts which is one felony count of stalking um, with a prior domestic violence conviction scary and three misdemeanor counts of aggravated trespassing refusing to leave the property vandalism and battery in case you don't know this is britney's childhood friend who they were married for two days in 2004. And he faces special enhancement charges because he was on probation for an unrelated case out of Tennessee Tennessee, uh, at the time of this. Uh, He remains in jail with $100,000 bail and faces up to five years in prison if convicted. Now, I really don't understand how he can say not guilty for trespassing when every security guard is chasing you down and you're trying to bust open someone's bedroom door where I can't wait to see that legal argument.
0: I mean, this whole thing was very scary. And this man is unwell. He's unwell. And our legal system needs to maybe figure that out.
2: Oh, true, and a prior domestic violence, you know, conviction. Stopping, trying to
0: domestic violence, like why were we able to break into Britney Spears' home? That's a question for our security, and a question for all who have ever, you know, maybe helped Jason Alexander along the way. Mm.
2: Absolutely, and trying to like break down our bedroom door is just really, really terrifying. Um, I really hope he gets some jail time because uh, I, you know, again, not a lawyer, but I know that the court hates it when you're on probation for something and you commit a felony, yeah, they that's really not re- they really hate that. So not looking good. Uh, good luck on your bull ass <laughs> plea, Jason Alexander. We wish you the worst. Well, let's move on to a fun story. Um, Bradley Cooper officially has a new girlfriend. Um, He is dating Huma Abedin, who was Hillary Clinton's top aide, her right-hand woman, and of course the former wife of the disgraced politician, Anthony Weiner. She's really, uh, she's had a very interesting life. She has done so much good and been with so much bad. But Us Weekly can confirm that Bradley and Huma are dating and that they were introduced by Anna Wintour. Yes, the devil is wearing Prada Bogue Vogue editor and editor at large, Anna Wintour. She introduced both of them. And we can also confirm that Bradley was dating Diana Agron at the time. Uh, shout out to Quinn for Bray, Lots of Glee oh news. God, the Glee sleep.
0: simulation continues, you guys. I'm telling you, this isn't going to end well. Ryan Murphy knows our fates and I don't like that.
2: I agree and it's this is a very Quinn for Bray thing to like yes. be dating the popular guy and then get left for like a very smart oh. capable woman that just yeah. did because he wasn't that into you. Um but I I love this matching Huma has been through so much. She is such an accomplished smart woman and she just her husband duped <laughs> her and then, you know, really texted a lot of 15-year-old girls yeah. some nasty things and it was just a <laughs> rough a rough time for everybody, but I'm glad she can finally
1: move on. We're hearing that they're very happy together i did not have this couple on my bingo card guys but i seriously ship i think this is really great it kind of is giving me george clooney amal vibes and like i'm in yeah
0: yeah yeah i mean talk about an upgrade it cannot be worse than being mrs anthony Weiner.
2: what Jeez. could be I am getting George and Amal vibes and I just feel like they have broken the Hollywood curse of divorcing early and sort of hating each other because they're from two different worlds, but also sort of in the spotlight and, you know, Bradley's like know how
0: to handle money and like high profile and like they're surrounded by, things that we could only dream of.
2: <laughs> right, right. Huma has taken, I'm sure, donations in the, you know, tens of millions. She has been in the spotlight for the right reasons and the wrong reasons. Bradley, I'm sure, understands her plight as being someone in the public eye. And I just really love this couple and I see them going a really long way together. Wow. Hopefully having some, I, I really, I think they're going to go the distance even though it's Bold been, what, prediction. two I love months? It. I think that they, I think I see a wedding in the future if they're not into getting married again which I would understand Uma was really rough the last time (laughs) I think that they could be definitely romantic partners for a long time and I you know I ship like a below deck yacht I really really do
0: and none for Quinn for Bray bye and none for Quinn for
2: Bray that is too bad well um, let's move on to some legal news because I saw a headline this week that I never thought that I would see. Sarah, I saw that Jen Shaw admitted that she was wrong.
0: Yes, she is guilty of being more than just Shaw amazing. despite telling us for over a year that she was, quote, innocent, and you're innocent until proven guilty in this country. She has changed her tune. Um, mm-hmm. similar to how um the the court of law doesn't love when people, you know, break their probation. They also, um, criminals, if you if everyone in your case is pleading guilty and you're gonna try to go to trial, odds are you're not gonna win. It's not looking good. When your number two changed his plea back in November and was planning to testify against you, um, not a shock a week before your lengthy trial is supposed to begin. (laughs) The lawyers finally got it through your head. Girl, ain't gonna end well. You're going to jail anyway. Let's try to get a lesser sentence. So in case you missed it, Jen Shaw of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City was accused of being part of a telemarketing scheme that defrauded um mostly elderly people over the age of 55. Um by mostly like them.
2: 85.
0: <laughs> it was like, yeah, it was. But it was I elderly think, people and, uh, over the age of 55. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no. sorry, everyone. That's not what I meant. That's just like how they're wording it.
2: Um, <laughs> I thought those anyway. victims were in their 80s, but go okay, off, Sarah. All, about... all,
0: all kinds of victims. <laughs> okay. um, but basically, they were selling these like lead lists and giving them like fake products. But um, she was a charge to <laughs> agree. Uh, okay. She agreed to plead guilty to the wire fraud charge and the U S attorney's office agreed to drop the second charge of conspiracy to commit money laundering. If she signed this deal. So she said, and I quote in court, in twenty from in 2012 to March 2021, in the Southern District of New York and elsewhere, I agreed with others to commit wire fraud. I knew this was wrong. I knew many people were harmed, and I'm so sorry. When the judge asked Jen if she knew her actions were wrong and illegal, she responded, "Yes, Your Honor." So she entered this guilty plea that is calling for up to 14 years of prison. Um, it's likely that she'll get more like 11 if I had to guess, um, based on what, I, mean, from what I read from a lawyer, but she was facing right. up to 30 for this charge. And then it would be 50 if they didn't drop the conspiracy to commit money laundering. So she was facing up to 50, got it down to 30 by getting to drop the other one and 14 for this plea deal. Okay. Um, the agreement also said she has to pay five, $9.5 million in restitution. Um, And yeah, she pretty much, she also said in court that she knowingly misled um, elderly people um, over the age of 55. Over the age of
2: 35.
0: Um, And that she said, and I quote, there was a misrepresentation of product regarding value of service, telling the judge that the product she was selling had little to no value.
2: Oh, see, that's what we wanted to hear. We knew she was scamming them with just absolute zero. Um, Got 11 years, though. I mean, she definitely deserves. She's took in so many people's fortunes. It is really messed up. But we're just not used to rich people going to jail for longer than, you know, six days. I know. So it's going gonna... to be
0: interesting. And she sentenced the day after Thanksgiving in November or like the Monday after Thanksgiving. So yeah. and we know that I think they either recently wrapped or are about to wrap season three of Salt Lake City. So yeah, all of this are. will be on there and then it'll start airing. But people are like, oh, Bravo Cons in October. Well, Jen. Will Jen be
2: a <laughs> bravo car? Yes, yes. To big I definitely think she will. Knowing Jen Shaw, she will definitely be there. She also, I mean, nine point five million million is quite a
0: steep tab. And I don't so. think she has that because as what we saw on the show, she was having like her poor mother using her money to help her with her legal case. So Jen, yeah. like, I don't know, she woke up one day and just felt guilty about all the things she did, including dragging her own family into it by needing their money for these lawyers when she knew she was guilty. <laughs>
2: I see I got the vibe that she had given her mother all of that money and had given her family all of these embezzled and laundered funds and was sort of asking for back. Call them back because they froze all of her personal accounts, most likely. That usually happens in a thing like this. So she was like, Remember that million I let you sit on? Mom, daughter needs it, like now.
0: I mean, I hope they do. Jen Shaw checks in, a la Teresa Judice checks in. Different I, kind of crimes. I mean, Jen like <laughs> stole people's money and defrauded people. Teresa Judice like Juicy Joe. It wasn't great, but like, well, he
2: was, did the know. same thing. Teresa, no, just but with, his, with the
0: government, he didn't pay his taxes. With the, with the government, he didn't pay taxes. He didn't pay taxes. Or, or, or it a was like for the for the house, right? Like, Russell yeah, Loverish but it was hoping, like he but... owed America money, not like these poor people who lost their. Well, money. he
2: also owed like mortgage companies that were owned by like local New Jerseyans paying. Um. They call it borrowing from peter to pay paul so he like that's borrowed what they call it lawyer these, that's, that's what they call it in jersey
1: i mean you guys exactly no i feel like we've got a firm going on here. oh my
2: god no literally i was in the court that day and that's what the judge called it she's like yeah. we call it borrowing from peter to pay paul and it was all these mortgage companies that had like real people too so, okay, so well, some charge.
0: maybe she'll go live in italy with joe in 11 years when she gets out
2: Maybe she will. Um, well, let's talk about drug mules and surrogates. That's a nice transition, isn't it? Cameron Diaz um, was, well, she's she's doing a little bit of both. Um, she was just on a podcast, the Second Life podcast, and she revealed that when she was, uh, before she was a huge movie star, she was working in Paris, but she said that she didn't work a day in her life except for this one day when she thought she was smuggling drugs into America. Uh, Morocco. Uh, Cameron said on the podcast, it was before the TSA or anything like that. It was the early 90s. And they gave me a suitcase that looked like it had my costumes in it, quote, unquote. And that uh, Cameron flew from France to Morocco with a suspicious suitcase, prompting Moroccan officials who asked her if she owned the luggage, if she could open it. She said that the contents were not hers. And she says, all of the calculations in my head were running back like, what the F is in this suitcase? I'm this blonde-haired, blue-eyed girl in Morocco. It's the 90s. I'm wearing tour jeans, platform boots with my hair down. This is really unsafe. And that was the only job I ever got in Paris. Now, that's just a fun thing that she did it. She also didn't explain if they opened it, if there were drugs in there. Maybe she didn't want the feds coming after her. But um, sources have just revealed to us that her and Benji are looking to become parents again. And they are looking into a surrogate. They may have found a surrogate. And that Cameron and Benji are excited to add another cute little baby. Cameron used a surrogate before because she had all of these issues. Um, And she is 50 and gonna have another baby. And I think it is just lovely for them. And I'm really happy very sweet <laughs> that's all it's better than you know you know toting drugs across the border i'm really happy that she is you know having a second child
0: i'm really happy that she's coming back to acting yeah. um because i recently had a cameron diaz movie marathon impromptu it started with just like a random viewing of shrek and then the rest of the day um when i was hungover turned into what cameron diaz movie should i watch and like she just dazzles on the screen
2: she does um
0: and i think she's so funny <laughs> and i love that she's married to one of the madden brothers and i love thinking about her and nicole <laughs> ritchie just like stirring the pot i family get togethers um would love to watch that show and um yeah like only rooting for good things for Cameron Diaz
2: absolutely Gwen are you happy for the cam cam oh my god I'm so
0: happy I mean she
1: you know she's a great actress she also makes great wine I watched some of her cooking videos during the pandemic I mean she's a renaissance woman and quite honestly we have been lacking not having her on screen so this is very exciting
2: yeah, she really just makes everybody happy with that. It's like eyes and, eyes and smiles, doesn't she? Yeah,
0: yes. I got to try some of that wine. I heard it's good.
2: Oh, good. it's so good. Like no sulfates or whatever. So you get yeah. less of a hangover. Bless it. Is that real?
0: <laughs> I keep seeing that about wine. Is that real?
2: It's pretty real. Wow.
0: I a mean, little I mean
2: a, little, a little. If you drink the whole
0: bottle, am I still going to feel it? <laughs> right. You will. <laughs> yes. Then, <laughs> Let me buy the cheap bottle and not go broke, you know? (laughs) (laughs) True that.
2: Well, let's go from, you know, Calabasas, where Cameron and Benji are looking for their surrogate, and go to New York City, where Meghan and Prince Harry are getting ready to jet to go for the United Nations General Assembly as they honor Nelson Mandela this July 18th. Now, Harry is expected to serve as a keynote speaker at this humanitarian event, The Duke and Duchess of Sussex will be there. They have both been very vocal about honoring uh, the late... Nelson Mandela, who is, of course, an amazing civil rights activist and just did a lot in his life. Um, He also uh, had a lot of ties to Princess Diana and they had a really sweet bond until her death in 1997. Uh, uh, Diana met Nelson Mandela in Johannesburg just months before her death. And Nelson Mandela praised her for her charity work around the world. They really had a cute little moment together when they met. Uh, Nelson Mandela Day was officially recognized in 2009 in celebration of his legacy and served as a day for global humanitarian action. Now, Harry and Meghan are no strangers to playing a visit to the UN. They were invited last year to the World Leaders' Meeting, uh, but they didn't really say anything. They just sort of showed up. And this will be their first high-profile trip since they uh, resigned from their duties in 2020, except for that really quick to London on the Platinum <laughs> Jubilee. So I guess we sort of asked them to do something, and they're they're doing something.
1: Do you think that they're going to bring little baby Lilibet to New York city? It would I don't be really fantastic. To NYC. See I like, don't is it going to be like terrible traffic by the UN oh. when they're in town? Like, you know, what's going to happen
0: exactly.
2: It's always terrible traffic by the UN. I, when I, they're I in will session. say the
0: last time Harry and Megan were in New York. I can't remember why. Um, she looked great. I just remember liking her clothes. So they came for global
2: citizens. Oh, right. and... I, was, I saw them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: we were, we were reading the same Central park air. I forgot. Oh my God. We're close personal friends. I'm sure they'll call me again. Um, it's been just, it's been a minute since we saw the Duke and Duchess of Sussex out and about. So this checks out.
2: This checks out. And I just, I really was hating on them for not doing enough with their platform because all they sort of do is just, they left their lovely palace prison for a lovely Montecito house prison and just sort of hang out there all day. Um, but it's nice to see them getting back to humanitarianism. You know, we love playing tribute to Princess Di. It's like our favorite thing on the website and everyone likes to click on it whenever anyone wears something inspired by Princess Diana, talks to one of her friends, carries on her initiative. We just, as a country, are just all for it. So good for Harry and Megan. I hope they bring a little bit, but they're not, I don't think they like to travel with babies. Who does? (laughs) Facts, and they don't have to.
1: (laughs) They're just like (gasps) us.
2: They're just like, not yet, Sarah. Oh, <laughs> well, sorry. Actually, it's now. No, thank you. That is all <laughs> the news we have today. Thank you so much for my host, Sarah and Gwen, for helping me spill all of this piping hot. We did have spike piping hot tea today. I can't confirm. Um, again, this is Travis Cronin for Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast, your weekly peek into the glamour, glitter, fashion, of for favorite celebrities. Because after all, Sarah and Gwen, what are they like? They're just, They're just like, like us. us. Except with way more money and access. Thank you guys so much. We will be back next week for a new episode. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.